There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. Side stories. Love your That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. Yes. <laughs> So Kissel, you saw Monday Night Raw last night, huh? Yeah, buddy. I got I got floor tickets. I was I was on TV. What do they they say? Hey, look, they they even let horses in to see Monday Night Raw, and then they cut to you, and you're like, get that horse back in his stable, you bastard. Is that <laughs> so what, what mean, you? Uh, yeah, it was very fun though. It was great. I saw some hot action, a lot of high flyers. The Street Profits won the tag team championships, so that was awesome. Fascinating. Yes. Monday Night Raw. Um, was that no condoms? <laughs> Welcome to Side Stories, everyone. Come I am now. Ben hanging out with Henry. Uh, no, it's been you know Henry and I. We've had a hell of a week so far. Hell uh, of a week. I I so I I did top hat on Sunday because I wanted to keep keep up with the news, Henry. I know that you do. I know that you guys are current. <laughs> you and Travis are in the trenches. Yeah. You're reading the New York Post. Every edition of it, <laughs> it's huge. I know that you guys do a lot of research for Top Hat. And as soon as we released that episode, then everyone who was running for president dropped out, making yep. our episode completely meaningless and worthless. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just been it's been one of those fun weeks so far. Is Mercury in retrograde or something? <laughs> I'm going to commit suicide. I uh, It's been a difficult week for, for no reason. I, I think about this uh, in terms of these, pre- like, you know, because Marcus was like trying to say in the, in the middle of doing this JFK series. Right. He always likes to want to say, you know, like, who knows? Maybe America would have been more left, maybe a little bit more humanitarian. But JFK literally could have done anything as president. Like, anything. who knows? Like, you could record a top hat and you're like, looks like Bernie's going to get it. And next thing you know, Bernie's like pulling his dick out in a burger game. <laughs> Like, you know, like playing Wipeout with his balls on a bunch of children, a bunch of orphans. And they're all going, ow, 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 ow. And then, you know, I mean, he could maybe still be president. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. know. That could help him. Well, but yeah, without JFK, we got the 64 and 65 uh, Voting Rights and Civil Rights Act. I bet you that it doesn't pass with JFK. So I say, oh, no, that's controversial. Very controversial. I'm just going to say that without his... Being a martyr. He was a martyr. We don't need to go into these waters today. We don't have to trench <laughs> into this world. I'm just saying anything can happen in the news. Yep. Much like this story that I wanted to cover today that is uh, it's wild and it's really upsetting. This comes from the unilad.co.uk and it's also comes. I also saw it covered on the WJLA website. I believe that this is in Maryland. Whoa. Uh, Maryland woman stabbed in backside with semen-filled syringe in a supermarket. No! You are correct, Kissel. No. A man has been charged with assault after he was reportedly caught on CCTV stabbing a female shopper in the backside with the syringe filled with semen. That's not the fun way to do it. No, this is absolutely horrible. He's a 51-year-old dude. You can look at the face of this man. You know... If I had to say who is going to be injecting somebody with semen via a needle in a supermarket, I actually don't know if I would choose this guy. He looks like more he looks like someone who would commit vehicular manslaughter before can, he did wow. this. You know what? I agree. I could see a vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> I could also see him uh buying a small town bookshop, shutting it down, turning it into a parking lot. One of those. Ooh. One of those Tom Hanks style you've got male villains. True criminal. 
true criminal. His name is Thomas Byron Steeman, which is funny because that reminds that rhymes with Steeman. It does. He was said to be found in possession of multiple syringes filled with the substance. Because then now from now on, they only call it the substance. Because they can't call it jasm, his like fucking spider bullets. They can't call it anything. <laughs> uh, you know, it'd be fun. His, his baby, his baby batter injection system. Ugh. Officers. Is, I mean, honestly, Henry, how would you feel? So you find out you were just stabbed. That's bad enough. And oh, then it's you very bad. find out it was with someone's semen. There's something about this story that it's just, it's so, it is like so intrusive. It I never so go anywhere ever being again. Stabbed by a knife. Yeah, I would I, never go anywhere never, ever again. Yeah. Never again. So it, it has CCTV footage that is fucked. This woman is getting a cart out of the line of carts. Her name is Katie Peters. She's getting carts. This man comes behind her, looks at her butt like it's a double mint commercial, like does the, the whoa, with the sunglasses yeah. down, looks at her butt like perfect target. Goes up to her, does the fucking walk by jail stab where he's got it. It's got it in his hand and he goes like, poke it, poke it in her butt cheek. She jumps like it's a Looney Tunes cartoon, turns around. And apparently what he said to her, what he said to her is she looked her in the face and he said, feels like a bee sting, right? Don't feel like a little bee that's got up in the arm, gave you a little bit of a sting on your arm. And she obviously freaked. Runs back to her house. Did Good not know it was because she called. She called the the cops right then. Of course, the, the authorities go. They grab the dude. She said, "I this man stabbed me with a needle." So number one, stabbed me with a needle. Awful day. So she did. Oh my god, such horrible Thursday. So much. So wor- we were just kind of complaining about how our week was going, but then this woman, this takes the cake. As yes. a matter of fact, I'm going to say she's she's already the hero of the week. That's what I'm going to say. Look I, at that. You know what? She, it's, I, 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 sure. Why I'll not? I'll celebrate her. Yes. I'm glad that you did this because you didn't have a hero for the week. So you're trying to, <laughs> you're trying to pick it. But we will still give you your segment. You still need to find a hero. I'm the hero. So now they didn't realize it was calm until they went to the, they went to the car. Uh-huh. They found the syringe. They found several more syringes filled with a white liquid. They asked him, what is this white liquid? And he said, it's my semen. Oh, saving okay. it. How, he was just like smiling, you know, like but, what a fun surprise I have for you. Okay, how? Okay, first of all, how do you get it in there? Do you? I think then you have to come on something and suck it up with the syringe, which I don't even want to think about this conversation, but we have to because well, we follow the news here on side stories. You build it up, you put it in the fridge, right? I'm gonna go. No, but on how a does limb. he get it in? How does he even get it into the syringe? Well, they have a syringe top, right? There's a syringe top, and they have like sort of a uh, like a sucker. There's a sucker top. I it's like don't kind of like know. A, a funnel. It's true because that's how you have to suck it in. I'm not certain. It was like. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. And then but he, he obviously had- saved a bunch of it oh. in in a Tupperware thing in his home. I imagine in his refrigerator. You would have to. Safe. Yes. Well, it has to be. Doesn't at some point it just dry up? And then how do you, yes. then you just have a bunch of powder and a bunch of syringes? And then you well, look like a heroin dealer or addict without I any product. There was a story we did not that long ago that it was about a giant box that someone found in an apartment building that I believe that was filled with something like a gallon of cum. And it becomes like solid, right? It becomes like a weird kind of schmear. What I imagined he did 
to be honest. <laughs> just to, every single day he wake up and like, time to make the seabird. Just like the fucking the old the donut, donut commercial. Yeah, the Dunkin' Donuts guy, yeah. He goes and he shoots in an old, I'm going to go out and say egg drop noodle container, right? Like what, that one of those soups like you do from check because it's a good size for it. It's a good deep size. Sure, he, sure. He squirts his squirt into it, maybe thinking about, I don't know, Mount Rushmore or thinking about his favorite bubble gum. Well, he's patriotic. Big, yeah. Yes. Into a big Tupperware container, and then he's probably got to stir it up to well, keep it Well, that's what I'm thinking. I would assume that he would have to mix it with something in order to make it he might be. liquid enough. Um, he might. But so she could stab with it. Okay. She's freaking out, right? And he's like, and oh, it feels like a bee sting, don't it? Which is yeah, just like so weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's him being fun. That's him having fun with it. Huh. She drives home and she calls her son. She's like, because she said it, it, it hurt. And then it started more increasingly hurting because he injected a bunch of semen into her butt meat. Oh. And she said she called her son and said, I started driving home and it started hurting really bad. I called my son and said, something's not right. I hope nothing happens. I hope I make it home. Oh. I love you. Because she doesn't know what the hell's going on with her. She now has to, she has to be... She made like a she 9-11, go for a- like one of the, it's like one of those phone calls that we heard during our episode on 9-11 when they called yes. people from the plane. And they're like, I love yes. you. And it's like, in that case, they were going to go crash into a trade center with very traumatic and very tragic. In her case, she had a bunch of semen in a her butt. A lot of semen. It's yes, horrible. a lot of semen. I, she had to go for urine and blood tests as well as taking what is called here an anti-disease medication. Well, why don't we all just days. take that? I didn't know you could. There's an anti-disease medication? I feel like it's something, there's got to be, um, don't they have like preventative HIV measures? It's something like that you can take or there, there's some kind of, I don't know. I don't know. But I know that, I mean, I don't know what anti-disease medication means, but I would be on all of them if I was injected I agree with, with a that. syringe of someone else's semen. And we're all here worried about the coronavirus. I'm oh. worried about weaponized cum. I completely and utterly agree with you because, because it's killed a lot more people. I think you can get calm. I think you can get coronavirus from calm as well. I'm not certain. Well, you can get a whole series from coronavirus. Uh, you can get a whole series of things from calm and coronavirus. Be very careful out there. Um, but do, do we know, does this guy have any viruses? Is he, I don't know. Or is he healthy? Because, I mean, immediately you got to be very concerned for HIV, you know, all of those things. I mean, I wonder if this was like... Was it a biological attack? But I don't know if you can get AIDS from just straight up semen. Yes, you can. What are you talking about? Henry, I don't know. Of course you can. But don't they have different receptors? Like if it goes in the booty hole, I don't know. Listen, this is the easiest way ever to get AIDS. Of course you can. Email side stories lpotl at wow. gmail.com wow. to, to answer my question. I actually don't know. I, don't, I just answered your, your question. Your blood has little monsters in it oh, that eat up foreign particles in there, <laughs> right? You are. I, uh, I, I don't am, I don't know. I'm just also, hung over the, and angry enough to have this conversation. That's <laughs> yeah, all I'm glad I that I, I'm glad. <laughs> also, the head of the Xionchiji cult, he says, I'm sorry. Yes. Just so was, you know, if you were feeling bad, he, sh- he did a uh, press release. He did a press, what do you call it? He did a press conference. Press conference. Today, yeah. where he wore a mask and said, uh, you know, we did our best to try to contain what happened with our services. And uh, we didn't really, we didn't, as they say in pe- Pokemon, you got to catch them all. You definitely And we do. didn't. 
We no. didn't catch each one, and so he says, very sorry. Very sorry indeed. So Steeman, the man behind the semen attack, uh, he has been charged with first-degree assault, second-degree assault, and reckless endangerment. According to the um, Ar- Arnandol, it's Anne Arnadol County Police. Arnadol. Hmm. Arnadol? Uh, Ar- Arnadol County Police. Uh, they say the investigation is, quote, extremely active. Which I don't know what that, So they're just running around. I don't Doing know. Doing burpees. Run, like, they're all running in one direction, and then they disappear, and then they, they come back the other direction, and so Keystone cops are having a great time. I would assume for the Ann Arnadel County Police Department, this is priority number one, and uh, they're working on it. People are staying up late hours, getting hammered. All of a sudden, a, a, a detective has seen too much. And, uh, you know, he's looking in the mirror like Nicolas Cage. He's got his eyes all blackened out because he hasn't slept in days. And, I mean, it's a stressful time in Arnadol County right now. I love Bad Lieutenant. Oh, so good. That's good. good. But, yes, that movie would take an entirely different tone if it was him just searching for a man with a syringe full of cum. But I – whew. It's just got a lot to – that's got – it's just got a lot. There's a lot going on in that story. Do you think that something like that would help? Bloomberg's campaign, if he were to do something like that, do you think just showing how brazen he was and just yeah. how unpredictable he was, like if he goes and he starts jabbing various people with syringes full of his own cum, do you think people will view that as sort of a breath of fresh air? I mean, I think that it would. people would say, wow, finally a candidate that can still have the ability to ejaculate, you know, because they're all yes. so old. At this point, I need proof that they can. I think Warren can still come. I think I, if you get a couple of Tylenol PMs in her, and you put her on one of those like vibrating belts like they used to do for gaining well, weight, that's just science. Yeah, of I course. think that she could really, she could really still go. I mean, Bernie's got to take a couple of pills, but you know, in the end, that's the thank God for science, so well, that we can come well deep into our nineties. He may well just die the next time he does, and I mean, uh, maybe I he's saving it's... it for inauguration night. <laughs> can you imagine that would be fun i just want to see that story once where president dies fucking on inauguration night that'd yeah. be fun that's when Donald- nothing's ever fun in the goddamn news uh-huh. everything's always serious i agree i agree. like this story a florida hospital worker allegedly caught sucking patients toes again I this saw is in this. memphis what? this is another story of a guy waking up so this is no this is in lee county florida this was just reported by uh, News Channel 3 from Memphis. Who knows? Hopefully this is real. A Florida hospital worker was arrested after he was allegedly caught sucking on a patient's toast. France Beldoran, 23, was charged with battery on a person 65 years or older. This story is absolutely insane. So... This is according to um, this is according to the article here. They say feeling something wet between their toes, the patient looked down and saw Belderin, a sitter at the hospital, kneeling beside the bed and looming over looming. the foot. Looming, <laughs> looming over, over the, over foot. the foot. Yeah. Wow. I'd say that. I'd say that that is the correct response for that. Like the Phantom of the Opera, just having a whole foot and I mean like. Do you have any gray poupon? <laughs> Very classy, of Just course. Just sucking on the foot. But it's also, that's, you know, to do it to an older person, why is that grosser to me? 
Well, the entire thing is just strange. It's not good. Because no, you know so- what it is? I can imagine, like, I'm not a toe sucker, and we to- the last toe sucker we covered did more, he was going for a, a younger angle, right? And he was breaking into people's homes. So part of the thrill of that toe sucker is that he was breaking into people's homes. Right. He was getting super hard from the naughtiness of it, and then sucking on it. This but- person worked at the nursing home, and then was just kind of, like, using that as like, hell yeah, I got OT, and I can suck as many toes as I want. These people can't even feel the damn feet. France because- Belderin, 23 years old. I have to say, according, just looking at his mugshot, he does look, he's an, he's an old 23. I, he's an old he soul. He is a seasoned. You can tell. Yes. Yeah, seasoned 23. Seasoned 23 years old. Um, my question here is, a toe fetish, a foot fetish, sure. not controversial. Rex no. Ryan had it. Every, a lot of people have the foot thing going on. I don't know exactly you, why. I think it's because when you're a baby, you play around the feet and some something crosses. I don't care. Well, yeah, you're looking up at your mama's pussy because she's not wearing any panties and you're oh. underneath there and you're looking around there and you're dangling between her knees and also you're looking at the feet. So I can see why the wires are all getting all crossed. Well, why wouldn't the mom be wearing any underwear there? That doesn't make any sense. It's laundry day. <laughs> All my panties were blown out from, from Lollapalooza. Whoa. <laughs> cool mom. Yeah, cool mom. Yeah. But I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. It doesn't seem like it's not that forbidden. It's not like he's scooping up their bedpan leavings and, and turning it into some form of crude jail soup. He is just sucking toes. I'm certain that you can find a consenting person that wants your toe suck, but maybe he feels like maybe if they're paralyzed from the ways down, it's like... You don't even need these toes. Uh, okay, what do you do? Okay, so you're 65 years old. You're, yeah, uh, you know, uh, in and out. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, right. yeah. I'm 65 years strong. 65 years, actually really not that old by by no. standards uh, of modern science and technology and health. You wake up, and you see this dude sucking on your toes. I guess you, uh, first of all, how does he have any teeth? Because I would assume you just immediately kick, right? I don't know. I mean- Honestly, at this point, I mean, 65. These are not 65. This is an 80. This was a, I believe it was an 85 year old person. Or was it 65? Was it 65? Well, he was charged with battery on a person 65 years or older. So evidently, yeah, so after 65, you get like free coffee at McDonald's. And also, if someone assaults you, it's like a bigger crime. It's extra. It's extra crimes. Yeah. Well, because you're 65 years old. Yeah, I'd kick him in the mouth. But if I'm 85 and you're sucking on my toes, it's just like, well, you know, why don't you move up? You know what I mean? <laughs> Why don't you just finish the whole damn job? Yeah, you suck the toes for you, but then you suck the man toe. Henry, Me. I feel like if it was the man, it w- first of all, it's not your wife. This Or, no, or so even someone of a gender that you are sexually attracted to. I just don't but, know if you would proposition a man to say, oh, yes, wow, you've done so well at sucking my toes. Why don't you try my dick? It doesn't really work. Though. I don't think you're going to react that way. You don't think you might not get gayer as you get older? Like, I as don't you even get, know like, if I'm straight that now. I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. I feel like as I was 85, it'd be way more like, because it's the men and the women all look exactly the same at 85. That's true. No one is like, there's not like, there's like one banging 85-year-old every once in a while, and she was purchased by the government for breeding purposes long ago. The Everybody else, you are purchased, stolen. But everybody else looks exactly the same, so at this point, Getting your dick sucks. Getting your six. Your dick sucks. You're fucking eighty five years old. Who knows if you can even get hard? Maybe if you did, then get hard. It's like a miracle. You get all your. your you start. You ever see that? You remember the Twilight Zone? 
movie, but not the segment where all the kids were murdered. The one where they're kicking all the cans. They make the wish and they, they become young again by playing Oh, yes. I do remember that one. But if you can give an 85-year-old a genuine, unmedicated boner once, uh-huh. it would make him a boy again. Just for well, a moment. Th- then I think you're a felon in a whole nother way. I guess so. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders. I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Did you see this story in the Detroit Metro Times, Henry? This is in the marijuana news section, which is it's a true section in the Detroit Metro Times. A samurai sword wielding girlfriend attacks Yipsalty man. It's Y P S I L A N T I. It's Ypsilanti. That's how you spell Ypsilanti. Yeah, that's Ypsilanti. Yeah. Dang. Well, anyway, uh, she attacked a dude with a samurai sword for not buying pot from her. Yep. <laughs> That's what I like. Miss an aggressive drug dealer. Now they're just trying to get you all the other products. Now yes. it's uh, the. And I want to say the weed's not getting stronger, though. They just have more varied, varied types of the same level of weed. Dude, all I know is I'm hanging out at my sports bar. You know, I'll go there every now and again when I want to have my drinks and watch sports. What? And I know. And a guy walks in. He's a regular, but I don't really talk to him too much because he's like, uh, you know, he's he's kind of a weird guy. But anyway, he's like, I'll get a bunch I, of I wonder what he says about you. <laughs> Soaking wet, sitting in your velour suit, just going, I mean, like, I don't even need towels. Like, I'm wearing a goddamn towel. Like, like, what does he say about you? Doesn't talk very much. But he's like, I got a bunch of weed edibles. And I was like, I'll take some weed edibles, man. And then, so I got some from him, and I gotta say, dude, man, they can make them strong. They can make they, them strong. I didn't realize are, one it's cube. It's about applying them. Yeah, one cube at a hundred milligrams. I just that's took a all, lot. I know. That's a lot, Kissel. You got to be careful with that. You'll end up having a fucking seizure. I know. I damn but near honestly, died. It's nice to see what your levels are at. It's nice to see where where it's the edge. And every once in a while, you have to go past your edge to see if you can handle it and see what goes on inside of your brain. I, We're in not Vegas, training I went to the, for the NFL Combine. 
God, that's how I look at it. Sometimes it's like our way are the fan of the show and and friend and Nadia White, the way she slowly oh, yes. gapes her butthole with her ga- her butthole like gapers that she has. Yep, I do that, but for weed in my brain. Check out Nadia White, an amazing uh, performer. Some of the stuff that she does, my God, it's interesting. It, is, it should be an Olympic sport. Some of the stuff that she does. Nadia White has a great McRib. Uh, sex tape out there where I believe the man is dressed like Ronald uh, Ronald McDonald. I believe you can he is. really smell the McRib. Yeah, and then she as she, you're watching it. Yeah, yeah she, she jerks him off with a McRib there. Don't and- spoil it. <laughs> we already got in trouble last week for spoiling some stuff. Uh, by the way. Uh, thanks to everyone who went out and supported the movie The Lodge. My favorite thing was all the pictures of people in empty cinemas being yes. like, hey, here, here because the boys <laughs> recommended it. And that is, if you want to like live the life of Henry and Ben, it's full of em- empty cinemas. We're well, just- I have seen so many movies in empty, <laughs> empty places. I remember we went to go see Dr. Sleep, and it was empty in there. So Nat and I were just like, hey, yeah. Yeah, just like yelling every time we went back to the Overlook. We're like, it's the Overlook. We turned it into Rocky Horror Picture Show, but just us. It's much more fun. You get to live like Shaq uh, in your own private theater, which is, uh, that's real wealth when you can get your own theater. So this Ypsilanti man, he told police that he was attacked by a woman with a samurai sword. His name is Neil Patrick Wazinski. So wow. close. So close to being So talented. close to being a movie star. So close. Neil Patrick Wazinski, he identified the woman. Uh, she was then charged with several counts, including assault with intent to murder. Two days after the police say she stabbed her boyfriend with a 21-inch sword in her apartment. So I think she has mental health issues here. Um, according to the 23-year-old victim, he punched her... She punched his ribcage, stabbed him with the sword, and chased him through a parking lot. Police found the victim holding a bloody towel to several stab wounds. He told officers that Wazinski was angry because he didn't buy pot for her. So, I mean, oh, someone so he didn't went buy crazy. Pot. Oh, yeah, because, because again, <clears throat> in relationships, the fight's never about what the fight's about. No. Right? This is obviously not about, this is obviously escalated. Uh, from what was a conversation about consideration and about thinking about your partner and what would your partner want. And yes, maybe there this has boiled down to a point. Maybe it is a bit inappropriate to stab the man. But I think I it's a little inappropriate. The, it is. It's just I could see the impetus for the argument of you never think of me. You're always fucking wrapped up in your own little world. And now what I'm going to show you is that when you don't consider your girlfriend, what's going to happen is, is I'm going to make you a boyfriend shish kebab. But didn't they don't, they have legal pot in Michigan. Yes. So she why? just, he didn't, that's what I'm saying. It's not about the weed. It's about, <sighs> you didn't think about me. It's It's complicated. Well, it's the, complicated. It you, is, you, you know what women? What do women want? Let's ask Mel Gibson because he knows. Well, uh, I'll tell you one thing. There was a time where every woman was doing the praying mantis when watching Braveheart. Anything with Mel Gibson in it, he was a heartthrob. I know that people are trying to do revisionist history, but well, do not tell me that he did not get every one of our mom before Fifty Shades of Grey. There was just Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, my mom still talks about how attractive he is. She still says. But now, you know, it's, he, has become, he has lost some of his charm. A little bit. I think it's the alcoholism and the anti-Semitism. But now the yeah. victim here 
is in critical condition at the St. Joseph Hospital. They got a collapsed lung, um, but he has since recovered. So everything is okay. Police spotted Wazinski in her apartment where she refused to open the door and told officers, quote, please go away. After the police entered the apartment with the master key, because turns out when you ask police to please go away, they don't go away. They don't go away. It's not like drop dead Fred. No, it's not. And so Wazinski then struggled with the officers and she spit on one of the cops. Not Uh, a good move. Inside the apartment was an unsheathed, blood-stained katana, according to police. Uh, Wazinski eventually told police she couldn't remember the attack because she was hammered. So there you go. <laughs> she was upset. She was, she was. She was drunk. And then she's like, I want weed. Give me weed. And then he came back. And you know what he didn't have? Weed. Weed. Then you get stabbed with a katana blade. I am not victim blaming. But if you get sent out on a weed mission and you come back without weed. This is what I'm saying. The fight is not about the weed. It's about he never, when he goes on a trip, he doesn't uh-huh. get her a little pin or something to say like, Oh, hello from Ireland. You know what I mean? He doesn't get her something like that. He doesn't get her one of those, like, I went to the Bahamas and all I got my girlfriend was this lousy t-shirt type of things. Which is, yes, it's not about the actual physical gift. It is about the thought. It's about you for a moment. You stopped. And you thought about me. And you know what happens? That stuff builds. The resentment builds. And then you buy her a sword accidentally. Or you have a collection of swords in your home that she is maligned. Because I'm certain that's some form of, what's his name? It's the, the, the it's some kind of Lord of the Rings commemorative sword. Oh, like an Aragorn or something. See, Aragorn, and when Aragorn, Glargorn, when he brought <laughs> you know his famous sword, and he brought that home instead of maybe bringing home groceries like he was supposed to do one yeah. day. So maybe the sword even became a symbol mm-hmm. of said inconsideration. We're Is building it, a lot into the story. I completely understand what you're saying, though, and I agree with you. Also, I'm Team Orc. I always have been, and always will be. Yeah, um, because that is your body type. Well, the, and you they're also they're, out- they're maligned. The orcs get a bad reputation. All they do is win at battle. Uh, they obviously have wonderful relationships with one, with one another. There's female and male orcs. They're still around, which means they're having sex with each other. Their children they're made are growing out of up eggs. in great schools. They're made out of big, horrible eggs. No, they're and they not. are technically yes, they are. They're made out of eggs. Yes, they come from like an orc factory, like an omelet. How? <laughs> I will kill us both one day. <laughs> I will crash a plane that we are inside of. But I will. They, they, no, orcs are, they are, I want to say they're an unfortunate race because they've been built to be evil. But when they're on the inside, <sighs> maybe every once in a while one like you somehow stumbles towards, uh, uh, somehow stumbles towards Nirvana. Right. With an idea towards enlightenment and then wakes up, where are we bad all the time? Well, I don't even necessarily know, but were they bad? Were they bad? That's the question. They were bad. Yes, they are technically, they are a, but it's fun to play them more positive if you can in a D&D campaign. Well, one person's terrorist is another person's freedom fighter. That's a very interesting conversation that I feel like both of us might be too dumb to have. (laughs) Well, certainly today I am. Um, all right. So anyway, get your wife weed. If you're out there right now, you're in a relationship, you're in a state where weed is legal. It's a lot easier to do. If it's illegal, hop in someone's SUV, drive around the block, get the eighth of swag, whatever they're selling. Just give your partner some weed today so you don't get stabbed with a katana sword. Just little gifts. Little, little gifts. gifts mean a lot. 
or maybe both of you need to look at and learn your love languages. Like mine is spaghetti. <sighs> like you, you, and you Jackie. go, my love language is spaghetti, Who? which means if you can just bring me plates of spaghetti, right. I can love you. Yeah, I don't think that anyone was confused by what you meant by spaghetti. I think everyone understood that it's just you bathing in a tub full of spaghetti, and they're like, this is my love language. It's like, no, you're disgusting. Get me in there. Why did you and Jackie start saying the words love language? There must have been something that happened. Because last time I was in L.A., Jackie was just like, I love uh, Jeff, her wonderful boyfriend. Great guy. But she's like, I love his love. He, he and I have the same love language. I vomited in my mouth. And then I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? See, I learned it from um, Pastor John, who one time we were behind the tennis courts uh-huh. um, where we lived in the apartment complex in Florida. And um, he said, Henry, have you heard about this thing? It's called a love language. And I was just like, what are you talking about, French? And it's like, ha no, you innocent little boy. No, no, no. I'm talking about how I can make my butthole frown. Well, I sure like to look at that. Well, that and is... Then, Wow, he could really make it frown. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I was like, why is it so sad? And he's you, like, because I can't make it smile alone. And then I was like, I got to uh, go to school. Right. Thanks, but no thanks. So you, you left him You left him with a frowny face. That's not yep. good at all. Um, just an update on the semen story. Nothing has happened uh, at this point. <laughs> Nothing has happened. I just searched it again. It's all, it's all good. Um, I want to talk about this other story. All right. So this comes from Action News, <gasps> Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Man who stole ambulance led Philadelphia police on chase, screaming, I want my wife. What? This comes from Philly. Emergency dispatch audio captured the voice of the man who stole an ambulance in northeast Philadelphia and led police on a chase that lasted more than an hour. Okay. That's a pretty good, as far as chases go... Uh, more than an hour is that's a pretty solid chase. It was a wild night in Northeast Philadelphia where police say a man stole an ambulance and then led police on a chase that lasted an hour and a half. Tonight, for the first time, we're hearing what the suspect had to say to police as he was leading them on that chaotic pursuit. Action News reporter Annie McCormick is live in Northeast Philadelphia with full details. Annie. And Walter, that chaos is now Ooh. over, but take a look. Tire marks still remain along with debris in this section of Northeast Philadelphia after, of course, that suspect did steal an ambulance, taking police on a zigzagging ride across Northeast Philadelphia during that pursuit that lasted nearly oh, 90 minutes. Damn. We are now hearing the voice of the suspect responsible for Friday night's wild chase through the Northeast in a stolen ambulance. Do you believe in Lucy? You should try to stop your car. I want to go back to Roosevelt Inn. I want my wife. Through the radio inside the stolen vehicle, he is proclaiming to be Jesus Christ and demanding to see his wife and warning police to stay back. Stay back, I'm telling you. Don't dare try to open that back door. It began just before 9.30 at the Roosevelt Inn. So, I mean, this guy was going crazy. He literally was just driving around Philly in a ambulance. Uh, so, so basically, he was pulled over. He was wearing no clothes other than red uh, shorts. And damn, man! So he was uh, he was on some crystal methamphetamines or something, right? I think that he is. Uh, to be honest, he might just be fueled. Um, I might straight up just say alcohol. You he, think so? Uh, uh, alcohol is so motivating, but he looks like me in a way. Like we kind of have the same body, and when if I fully go hmm. bald or if I start shaving it, he kind of looks like me. I could see myself in this future because 
this is kind of close to one of my contingencies one of my contingency plans to stop the workings of society. Well, I mean, I feel like you're going to have to do more than just steal one ambulance and demand to see your wife to stop the inner workings of society. No, uh, you pay. I have a there's an inner working that you have to get help. You have to conscript. You have to deputize a group of people uh-huh. to start a sort of like a what we call in Civ Five a Landsrecht, which is sort of like it's like a pay for army. You pay for an army to come go with you. And yes, they're only as valuable as your dollar, but the dollar can buy a bit of loyalty, can it not? It That's defi- Mike Bloomberg. It definitely can. Well, I don't know if it's working out for Bloomberg very well, but no. um, do you buy stuff in Civ Five? Do you do the no, in-game just, purchases? No, 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 no. It's not like it's not like Candy Crush. Okay, it, there's gold. You accumulate gold as a country, as a civilization in the game, and then you can use it sometimes to purchase units or land tiles, or, and then you also use it to pay for all the various things in your civilization. It's a civilization. You're running a civilization, Kissel. No, there's of course. fucking money involved in this. No, naturally, you're running a civilization. The only way that you should in your underwear. On your couch, staring at your dog as they would prefer if you gave them food. The ultimate in elitism. The ultimate in leadership. As a man who could just sit all covered in crumbs. Just telling armies what to do. By the way. Six actually, I've I've started to like even more. I've been playing that more often. I like creating little divisions and zones inside of a city. Someone did point out that my entire... I'm going to say air quotes theory on the Chinese government creating coronavirus in order to increase uh, their um, unbelievably intrusive programs. Uh, it is also the plot of Days Gone, which is uh, the video game that I'm playing. <laughs> I'm playing. Yeah, and, you were just uh, saying the plot of the video game <laughs> that you were playing. This is becoming but, far too clear where your <laughs> political philosophy comes from. Is everything else just from the back of a pizza box? <laughs> you know what, man? It depends on the company. And if the pizza box has great knowledge and insight into who started the coronavirus, then yes, absolutely. Well, now they're saying it's coming from the meat trade. They're saying yes. it might be coming from the meat trade. People literally eating, possibly eating bat, which is fun. I'd try it. Sure. And I'd be sick. I'd be one of the sick people. But we have a big contingency of listeners. But we have a big contingency of listeners in South Korea that are suffering right now. So we want to say give a shout out to the several people who've sent me pictures of themselves with sick masks in South Korea, saying that they listened to the last podcast and left. Um, ahoy to you. Thank uh, you. Get some so lozenges. Much. Yeah, be careful out there. Shoot first, ask questions later. Uh, what? I don't know what I'm saying today. What do you mean? Like, just start killing discriminated people? And that what you hope is that you'll... I, I don't even know how that'll help the virus. I don't know. Maybe it'll spread it because of the blood. I think it's an airborne virus. I, I don't know. It'll help spread it. But I think it only goes into the lungs. Again, I'm not a fucking doctor, man. I don't know. No. I know that you're supposed to wash your hands. I've been washing my hands like a fucking crazy person. My hands are bleeding right now. Yeah, but then if you wash your hands so much, then your body just doesn't become immune to anything, and then you just get sick anyway. That's why all these kids are getting sick, because they're bathed in in all of these, uh, in all of the hand sanitizers at way too young. You gotta be dirty so that you can stay healthy. You're becoming a less attractive Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's time for hero of the week. Are we de- are we there yet? Hey, are we there yet? You remember that show? I do remember that show. Can and we start a movie? Our, wasn't it, it a was movie? a movie? It started as a movie. Yeah, with Ice Cube. Yes. Oh. 
Um, all right, it's time for Hero of the Week. Found a fish with a cowboy hat, put a mustache on his beak. You have the wiener dog dunk. Yeah, what is the hero of the week, Kissel? What did you choose? And you guessed it. Ben Kissel is hero of the week. You have wow. decided to this just is unbelievable. yourself. I can't. Thank you so much for being me. And I just want to thank everyone. Uh, yes, my week was hard. Yes, it could have been better. Sure, I, I every day I wake up just before the sun goes down and I say, today is the day. And so, yes, I'm the hero of the week. Wow. I want to thank an everyone. inspirational thing because it took you, <laughs> it took so much for you to get where you're at. Sopping wet with a dog that is afraid of you because no, it's, it's so close to your body. It's so close to your body. You rub yourself on it. You know, the, it's just the women that you entrance every day oh, with your yes. words, your words of romance. Just nonstop, I, nonstop. Every romance. day, they each one can't help but fall in love. With a Ben Kissel. Over Can't and help over. But, but follow a Ben Kissel from place to place to place. Wow. See, you, you were skeptical of Hero of the Week, but listen to you now, just saying all these accurate things. I, we, you could not. Can I just ask? You could not find one. I did find one. I found a very Woman, large one, a 315-pound one, who is currently wearing a velour suit, who you are speaking with right now, who you are listening to as... I pronounce, announce that I am the hero of the week. And, you know, it's not easy being a hero. Um, I want to say I've always been ready for this, uh, but you never know when it's actually going to happen. This is your segment. So you're allowed to do this technically by the rules. You're allowed to do this. I have no idea who creates hero of the week. Handcuffed woman, headlocked trucker, honked horn to get away, sicko kept ledger of names of women and children, a woman escaped, that's a hero, she escaped from a very ugly man named Roy, who's trying to forcibly have sex with her, that's a hero. Yes, that is a hero, of course, that is, yes, Henry, if we're going to go point out every single other person who's a hero, then we could be here all day. that's our whole show. This is hero of the week. I'm not saying that I own the mantle or the title forever, I'm just saying for this week, so tweet me. Instagram me, just say how much you love me. Just go out there and just say, Ben. Don't ask for this love. You cannot ask for love. (laughs) Well, the nice thing is, I don't feel it anyway. Well, look at this story. How about this story? Um, At least 100,000 ducks are expected to be sent to Pakistan as early as the second half of this year to combat a desert locust outbreak. These ducks are considered to be biological (laughs) weapons and could be more effective than pesticide. So then you can't have a hero be a weapon. That's, I mean, sometimes a hero ha- is a weapon. One duck is able to eat more than 200 locusts a day, and you can't even eat one, you fucking pussy. <laughs> you can't even All eat right, one locust. God damn it. The ducks are hero of the week. There you go, Henry. The hundred, thank you, ducks, for taking down the flight that Sully Sullenberg was piloting, for being just- He was drunk. He was not drunk. The Canadian geese- Sent over from the Canadian government, took down the plane, tried to kill Americans, but it this didn't work out. This is another very intense conspiracy theory that I actually really like. I like the idea of them, the, the Canadians sending their geese slowly but surely to embarrass us and ruin our completed flight percentages. Well, we definitely gassed all of them because they, you can't, you take down one plane, 
You get it. Everyone has to die. All the. Kids. All right. Okay. I got some listener letters that I want to read, and these are great. I got one that I honestly. This is more of a fun one for me that I wanted to read, and I and I hope you like it. I think it's. I think it's good. <laughs> so when you preface anything with "for me," it tends to mean that. Uh. Well, we'll we'll hear. No, this is. This is. Uh, it just made me feel good. This okay. comes from a uh, a a woman that played the lead girl in a movie called Ginger Snaps. Oh, I love that movie. I love this fucking movie. It's great. And she sent a she sent a message. I guess she had listened to the show, which is very very nice. Catherine Isabel, um, which is I'm, I think it's absolutely wonderful. I fucking love that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. She sent an email about her time filming Ginger Snaps. In my film, my character. Oh, so basically, just so you know, yada yada yada. It is about a uh, girls on the verge of womanhood <gasps> becoming werewolves. So it's it's kind of a transformative tale. And I thought it was fun. Yes. So throughout the movie, she has levels of werewolf makeup on, including, and I don't want to spoil this, but it's a werewolf movie. Then she has full on werewolf makeup on, right? So throughout the movie, I had several stages of transformation before reaching final form, which is actually a jockey in a wolf suit. So she wasn't her. It was somebody in a wolf suit. But the last and most intense phase that I actually did was a five-hour full-body prosthetics process at which at the end of I have a wolf face, ice blue contact lenses, sharp fangs, filthy claws, the silver white wig, a chest prosthesis with six nipples like a dog and a tail. On top of that, I am wearing what any horny teen werewolf wears to a party right before she goes full monster, a crushed green velvet crop top and mini skirt with knee-high leather boots and a choker. I'm loving it. I have a so feeling we that were. this was directed by a man. It's directed by a man, yes, by John Fawcett. And so, <laughs> so this is the story. So one day after about five hours inhaling alcohol-based prosthetics, paint, and glue, high as fuck, I'm already 100% wolfy and ready to travel to set. So I came charging down the makeup trailer because they said, hey, we're ready to go. And it's like one of those like old, it's a old school indie horror movie production. So things can sometimes be a little chaotic in terms of communication. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So here over the walkie talkie that set is screaming for me. And so we were losing this, that set was screaming for me because we were losing the light. And so I immediately terror induced. I, I have to get into a transport van from the trailers to the set immediately, or of course we will all die. It is uh. you know total pressure. Such as filmmaking. So in all of this teenaged, wolfed out, tarted up, bloodied in fang glory, I book it around the front of the trailer looking for transport. And right there is this mini white minivan idling. All the transport vans on the show were white minivans, and we were losing the light. So I beeline to the minivan. I just. Pop in and I jump, I open up the doors and start yelling, go, 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 go. It was not a transport van. It was a petite, innocent, sweet-looking hockey mom and sweet-looking hockey mom and three <laughs> small children, all under the age of five, buckled into car seats, and just start screaming. They all start screaming. <laughs> No one knows what reality this is. It's supernatural carjacking is what she says. I throw the door open and I fly out. The hockey mom squeals the tires, burn rubber, and takes the fuck off. And I was just so, so funny. That's, That's so funny. A, so just, like any traumatized 17-year-old actress, I lit a smoke, careful not to light my chemically smoked self on fire, and waited for the next white van to pull up. Dude, I did something very similar, not dressed as a werewolf, although it's hard to argue otherwise. Um, I I did that yesterday. I just opened up a random van door. There's a baby. There's a kid in a child seat. I'm like, for Ben? Are you for Ben? And then they're like, no. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I just invaded your car and, and traumatized your child. 
Well, I just, I mean, you would be so scary. Yeah, it was horrible. I was scared Get this horrible. baby out of here. You know when you were like, when you realize how people see you based on their expression when you open a door and, sh- and shout for Ben? Yes. Um, that baby, man, it was just, I think I'm going to stick in that baby's mind as the boogeyman forever. It's just a big, redheaded, looking to be a tall Irishman. It's just going to, it's, it's going to be traumatizing for him. And I'm sorry for that. Mommy. I still have memories of the wet man when the wet man came. She can't even look at her father out of the shower. Good. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great thing. All right. This comes from a guy. I story I'd like to share with you. This happened five years ago. I'm a doctor of science lecturing at Middlesex University, London. After a long day of lectures and meetings, I returned home. I was greeted. I was greeted by my wife and dog as I settled into the nightly routine. I went to the kitchen to start preparing dinner. Among the grapes, oranges, and bananas, I noticed a lone green apple in our fruit bowl. I had done the groceries this week, and I had not bought any apples. This didn't disturb me too much. My wife must have bought it. But as I continued to cook, my eye kept drifting to it. I felt compelled to leave the kitchen. I asked my wife if she had bought the mystery fruit. She said she didn't recall I requested that she either throw it, she either ate it, or throw it away, as I was feeling repelled by it. She gave me a weird look, and replied she would eat it, which she did. I returned to the kitchen afterwards, shaking my head at myself for being so silly. The night continued uneventfully. I woke in the night feeling parched. I went downstairs to the kitchen, and then I turned the light on, I swear, and then when I turned the light on, I saw it there. It's envious green color mocking me. The apple was back in the fruit bowl. <laughs> I was frozen in fear, dripping with cold sweat, and I suddenly realized that an apple a day keeps the doctor away, but an apple at night gives the doctor a fright. <laughs> what? The point is lost on me, but I love it. I see. He saw, he didn't realize, it was some weird time bullshit where he th- thought he didn't know where this fucking apple came from, and then his wife ate it, and then he came back, and there was just another apple sitting there. Maybe she just bought another apple. I like the rhyme. I do like That's why run. I did it. I love, That's why I did it. I, I honestly love it. Side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. Send us any rhyme that you can come up with. Nope, don't. Just send us stories. <laughs> send us good stories. Yeah, I, stories. That one made it through because of the rhyme. Uh, but I like that I like that little letter. All right, so here's this one. This comes from this comes from So here's my story. Many years ago in college, I was experimenting with hallucinogenic substances. A bunch of us took Hawaiian baby woodrose seeds and went mm. on a trip together. Whoa. Okay. After several hours of painting colorful images and latex paint on each other's naked bodies, it's art school, <laughs> and clogging my, dor- my dorm shower with the remnants of our trippy art project, I went to bed. At around 2 a.m., I experienced what I perceived was a visitation from an alien vessel. I heard sounds and saw a light moving in a circle just outside my window. Pause for a reality check and my non-tripping consciousness. I later rationalized this as some sort of street sweeper going by the dorm window. Sure, huh. I also have had very intense visualizations on hallucinogens that felt entirely real. So I kind of get this, the middle state. Yeah, of course. However, That's the whole point. Yes. However, in my altered state, I was meeting some gray aliens. And I oh. told them out loud, according to my roommate, 
Thank you for choosing me, but as I am currently under the influence of hallucinogens, I am not an ideal candidate for this abduction. I am not an accurate <laughs> sample for the human race. Perhaps another time. Well, I thought I think really. It very so that's funny. what the people from Fire in the Sky should have just said before they got abducted hey, and anally probed. Let's give it a pause. Okay. Let's think about this. So, flash forward earlier this year. When I had a dream that six greys surrounded me in my bed and sucked my life force energy from me. Uh Uh-oh. The theft of this energy was accompanied by a surge of sexual pleasure. I'm totally mind-based, by the way, and not a physical release, like not a wet dream. Then I passed out in the dream and woke up to find them leaning over me, talking to me physically, which they, they didn't have mouths to talk out of, but I heard them in my head. They said they were sorry for taking my energy without talking to me first, but I had told them to come back. They wanted to take more of my energy and promise it would not hurt but be pleasurable as it just was. So I said, sure, go for it. The same thing, the rush of sexual pleasure and then passing out happened. And I woke up to them again and they thanked me and left. Then I woke from the dream. It might be important to clarify that I was not on any substances at the time of the dream. And after my college experimentation, I haven't done any other hallucinogens since. Hmm. I love me some weed, but nothing else. So here's here's my question. Was it a dream, a coincidence connection that either abduction experience I had while tripping, or did I have a visit from some horny, I guess, aliens? Hmm. Well, is that so? The question is the toss-up question. I'm going to say you had a visit from some horny aliens, my friend. And what a great story it is! In no way was it a dream. In no way did you come up with this in your own brain because you decided to do no Jack October or whatever those douchebags do. Um, you definitely were visited by aliens. You're a monster. I think that it's quite possible that because what have we said again and again, especially in our UFO episodes, what I truly do believe that the the reality of these situations is somewhere in the middle, somewhere between an actual physical thing that happens to you, somewhere between you are imagining it. But can something be real? And can you imagine it real? <laughs> I don't know. I, I tell you what, I imagine getting myself a cold brew and then I walk down to the store and woo, I got myself one. So who knows? Well, that's capitalism. Oh, I've got another story. This so this is one last one. I'm okay. And this is just a, a reminder to people that when someone tells you to don't do something because they say it's fucking haunted or it's cursed or something, maybe just out of your own like I feel free to go do it. Sure. But know that there's some consequences. Yes. I play in a touring band and we've spent the majority of the last 3 years on the road. Cool. <laughs> That's Rolling Stones. Let's start me up. Oh, that was. So this comes from Pete. In January of 2019, we were on a two-week-long tour. We've never had any problems on the road. Up until this point, we had honestly been unrealistically lucky. Never ran into van problems. Always played solid gigs and got paid. Woo! Nice. Hell yeah, man. On the road! Near the end of this tour, we were staying at a mutual friend's house in New Jersey before heading to Brooklyn to play a show. But the whole day off next day, and we were itching for something to do. So we asked the guy who we were staying with if there's anything exciting around his small town to get into. He said, this town is kind of known for this urban legend, but I really don't recommend sending people over there. Ooh. It's just bad luck. Oh, then you have to go. Oh, my God. Yeah. This man yes. said the sentence that he has to say in order to get the audience, in order to get the band over there. Of course. He went on and explained that on the outskirts of this town resides what is known as the Devil's Tree. <gasps> he told us that every time he sent a band to go check it out, they usually end up getting robbed, breaking down, or even getting into bad accidents on the road. And this is where I'm thinking that dude is just hiding and waiting for them. <laughs> 
And then he's robbing him, being like, I told you. Yeah. We totally thought that he was bullshitting, so we decided to go the next day anyway. Oh, we, no. Of course. We drove, 15 mi- we drove 15 minutes on this small stretch of road into the woods where we came upon a clearing that you could obviously see driving around the bend. And the middle of this clearing is the so-called devil's tree. It was completely underwhelming, so obviously we started making jokes about peeing on it. Dumb shit. Wow. Pulling a straight-up Aussie at the Alamo. We went and played the show in Brooklyn and completely forgot about the experience. Two days later, on our way to Chicago, we had to pull over and stay at a hotel an hour south of Indianapolis. The next morning, we woke up to see that we had been robbed. Thousands of dollars of gear stolen, and they had tried to hotwire the van and steal it, but were unsuccessful. But they somehow managed to fuck up the power steering, rendering it almost impossible to use. Well, honestly, I'm just going to say this. We've driven through Indiana. Love. We we have fun. We love the people. Very nice people. Um, Although I think we did make fun of them to start our last live show for the first five minutes. But good people. Um, Never stop in Indiana, though. Never stop if you can't. No. Never stop. Their big claim to fame is the Michael Jackson house that he was abused in by his father when you trained in <laughs> by his manager. This is only the beginning of the string of bad luck. When we got home from tour, we all went to our daily lives. Within the span of a month, I was mugged, fired from my job, dumped, and was rear-ended in a pretty nasty car accident. Never in my life had I ever dealt with with such sequential bad luck. So it made me start thinking about our road trip to the tree. I did some Googling, and it turns out that encounters with the tree are notorious for visitors dealing with unfortunate circumstances in their lives. Hmm. Apparently, a man killed himself and his entire family at the tree, and it is dubbed as a gateway to hell, which I've seen. You know, we've heard about these all over the country. There's there's all these weird fucking spots. But now, uh, his shit's gotten back together. Over the past year, since the things have gone back to normal, ultimately, I'd forgotten about the incident altogether. But on the one-year anniversary of us getting robbed, our practice space was broken into, and the band that was playing was robbed at gunpoint, with thousands of dollars of gear being stolen again. What in the? Stop robbing all these bands! They have it hard enough. They got to haul all their gear around. I mean, you my just goodness. know they won't fight. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why. I feel like certain bands will fight, but some bands. It depends on the band. I think if the band's got a flute in it. It's actually more likely to fight because they yeah. have to be more aggressive see- to fucking. Where like if you go into Mayhem's back room, yes, maybe Mayhem will like throw some go blood on you or some kind of shit. But I think on the most part, they're probably pretty chill. They're super chill. Yeah, metal people are tend to be like some of the most chill people I've ever met in my life. Yes. Um. Awesome. Well, I. I either way, be safe out there. Don't go to this Devil's Tree. It doesn't sound very good. Uh. Be careful. And if you're in a band. Maybe lock everything. Put put little. I would have a chain on my guitar, and then put a cinder block on that, and then it can't go anywhere. I mean, it it, it, it will mess with your performance, and you won't be able to look look super cool or anything. But you're gonna have that guitar the next day, and that's that's so important. I honestly wonder what you do because I would be so. I truly would be so curious to see the Devil's Tree, even though I know it's gonna bring me bad luck. But I feel like you could almost send a decoy in there or distraction like you send one of the like the less i'm gonna say talented member of your band okay to go in there first see what happens to that person first then you can go see it well i just wonder if that person then just brings it all back and if they're in the band does the entire band get possessed or is it just that person but yeah i agree with you put your send your weakest link in there see how they do like uh, you know like because I'm fine with, uh, do you remember Mighty Mighty Boss Tones? I love the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. They're do strong. You? They're in charge. Yeah, they do sing you? that song. Uh, do it. Sing it. 
and I'm mighty proud of that ragged old flag. That's my favorite song. <laughs> it's from Johnny Cash. But I think that it's, it's not my Money Bostones. I know, but you but told me to sing guy. a song. I'm thinking about the dancing guy from Mighty Mighty Bostones. No, yeah, he could. Be, and I don't want to malign him in case he listens to the show. We love your dancing. Sure. But if you're going to choose one person to be cursed in the band, that's who you choose. I I mean, hey, it's a theory, and I think that yeah, you're onto something, and I am mighty proud of that ragged old flag. Thank you all so much for sending in your email just, side stories. LPLTL. I'm just glad we got through an episode. Wow. That we did a whole episode today. <laughs> Uh, we are super excited to see everyone in April. We have our book tour coming out. Thanks to everyone who already put, uh, purchased the book. Um, yeah, we're super jazzed about that. And then also, side stories, let us know where you want us to be because we're going to be hitting the road. Like we're leaning towards getting a lot of messages about Louisville. Yes. A lot of messages about the Pacific Northwest. What are the and odds that we get John Schnatner to show up at our show in Louisville? It will be a trap. If he shows up, it's going to be a trap. So uh, we better not see him because honestly, really all he wants is attention. He will just take selfies and leave. That's true. That's true. We might have to get some Papa Johnson for the green room, though, and that might have to go on stage and I might just have to eat a full Papa John's pizza. If you can eat a full Papa John's pizza during the show, that would be awesome. That's real Uh, showmanship. If I if I if I purge before I'll talk to you always do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she Ask knows how to Yeah, it's Nadia. So live every day like you are a fresh young boy bass player in a band. You're on your way to this devil street, but it's full of shit, right? Whoa. Who gives a shit? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's whatever. It's just a funny little tree, you know? Yeah. It's a funny little thing. Laugh when you're at the devil street. You and your buddies making laugh about fucking the uh, pissing. Pissing on it, joking sure. about like how it's the Charlie Brown tree. You're going to put a couple of ornaments on it or some shit. All laugh it up. Really yuck it up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. love. Love your friends because when everything collapses, they're the only thing that you have. That's completely true. Triple L, everybody. Never forget. And um, remember, we're coming to your city with last podcast on the left. Fucking come to see yes. our fucking asses. Um, we are so excited to hit the road. Wait till you see our tour van that we're going to be in. Man, this it show, is- we, we've been like a sculptor. With ice, like an ice sculptor, we've been we've been forming this show. It is really going to be powerful. And you know what I'm doing this entire tour? Nothing what? but velour. I'm never not going to be comfortable again. I've decided that's my that's my life choice. Yes, I look horrible. No, really, you don't. I'm you just wearing velour. You look from incredibly. Now on. You look incredibly uncomfortable. You look incredibly comfortable. You should. You, you, I mean, you can get some jeans in there every once in a while. But I love the top. Henry, I think you look good. I th- I think that's very nice. And I, you know what? I accept that. Thank you all so much for listening. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustalations. Hail me, if you would. Get out there. Go to that devil's tray. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. 